video games, and everything in between. So geeky. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Geeks. I'm your host this week, Andrew Bloom. I'm calling from my basement in London. I'm drinking a tall glass of natural carbonated spring water. <laughs> really partying this week, but I put some vodka in it, so look out. Let's see who else we have around the geek table. Oh, hello, Springwater Pete, and hello, <laughs> Internet. It's your pal Christian from the town of Oakville in my basement. And in my hands, I'm clutching a tall 473-milliliter can of Schlitz Strong Beer. There's a big blue bowl on the front, as per usual, and it's going down real smooth-like. It's so hard to follow up Christian and the bullshit that he spouts out with. Uh, hey, Atomic Geeks and Atomic Geek listeners, uh, it's Mike Downs here. Um, and you know, when you only drink once a week, for you fuckers, it's really only takes three beers to get drunk. So tonight I'm drinking Lohenbra Original. It's cheap, and it's in tall, pinky blue cans. Cheers. <laughs> and hey, 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 it's Michael DiGiovanni. I'm in Toronto, and for tonight's podcast, I am drinking a very tasty Hockley Dark. Mm. I'd be interested to see that pinky blue can you have there. <laughs> I was like, pinky? There's no pink on it. I don't know where I got that <laughs> Maybe from. light blue. I like light the low brown. Yeah, yeah. I think it's actually pretty good. Yeah, it is pretty good. Pinky blue actually is technically purple, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's mo. That, I, I that's at that point, I, I was rolling with it and just, you know, going with whatever I was saying. I just think I like to say low and brow. You're just rolling with your color blindness is what you're saying. <laughs> rolling with it. I already had one of those. I'm half pissed now. Jesus. Everything is a sort of a gray or a light gray. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we get into tonight's episode, let's see if anyone has any geek news. Geek news. <sighs> geek news. Uh, sad to say, uh, I have uh, some geek news. Uh, uh, this or this past Sunday at uh, 5.30 p.m. in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, uh, a, a great comedy icon, especially amongst us here at the, uh, the Atomic Geeks, has passed away. Uh, Leslie Nielsen, star of such movies as Airplane, Exclamation Mark, The Naked Gun, and The Police Squad television show, after a battle, 12-day battle with pneumonia, uh, fell asleep and passed away at 5.30 p.m. And uh, the comedy world is a little bit less funnier for it. Not really well, any jokes we can tell now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, if there's any, is there anything, I mean, first of all, it sucks so bad that guy passed away for crying out loud. But I was watching clips all day of him on friggin' YouTube, and I was just friggin' laughing my ass off for crying out loud. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, if uh, it's not necessarily something to celebrate, what, what what I wanted to do when thinking about this segment was really celebrate the guy's life, especially for those of us on this podcast. You know, I know that people like him as a comedian. Um, I, I, do all Americans know he's Canadian? You know, which obviously means he's near and dear to our hearts. But also, I mean, you were talking to some of the biggest fans of the Naked Gun and Airplane movies ever right here. So, um, you know, these are some of my all-time, and, and, and I know your guys' as well, favorite uh, comedies. Um, Police Squad, we've talked about this. Um, I was really saddened, actually. Mike texted me, and I was like, whoa, that really bummed me out. And I haven't, uh, I haven't had a chance to be online. To, I know a lot of people were tweeting about it, I'm, I'm sure. But uh, this, for me, was really, you know, our send-off to Leslie Nielsen, the fucking comedic genius, um, you know, who has affected all... I would say our lives at least uh, made us smile and laugh. That's for sure. Yeah, I got to admit too, Downs. Uh, I was actually pretty shocked when I read this as well. It saddened me. It's one of those things. He was 84 years old. He lived a very long life. But I, he definitely held a, pl a special place in my geek heart. I mean, Frank Drebin is as big an icon as they come, you know, he's up there with Yoda and fucking Gandalf, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> like he, the, like, and as when, you know, you talk about the, the us four and, you know, in our circle of friends, I can't tell you how many fucking times I've seen naked gun two and a half that arguably might be the most watched film in my life. 
And definitely, I mean, if anything, that those series of movies, or uh, basically the movies he starred in, are probably something we quote more than anything else other than, say, The Simpsons. <laughs> I, I was actually surprised that he was 84. I mean, the guy's been had white hair since he was 26. But that's funny that you say that, because it's like, you go, he was not young when he started this second half of his career as this, you know, when the Zuckers and Jim Abrams got a hold of him. He was probably in his 60s, let's be honest. Oh, for sure. But it's just one of those things, you know, I guess I don't really sit and think about how old Leslie Nielsen is. Uh, the one thing that I did think about, though, when I heard this is that we were this close, and I'm holding my fingers close together, uh, to seeing him at the uh, uh, Fan Expo in Toronto. Oh, that would have been, I would have loved to have, that's probably even my, my even bigger regret. I wish the Atomic Geeks would have had something from Leslie Nielsen. That would have made, especially with him passing, I would, I, I would love to have had that on video because like Mike says, I mean, I was bummed out and you talk about, I mean, Naked One and Naked Gun One and Two and even the first airplane. I mean, I will watch those. If I'm flipping channels and they're on, my wife leaves the room because she knows I'm sitting down for an hour and a half and watching it. Even though I have it on DVD, I just I, – even more so than Star Wars. You know, that thing's on Spike. It was on Spike, I think, today you know, or yesterday. Uh, that shit is on there all the time. I'll flip past that now because I've watched it so much. That is not the case with the Naked Gun movies and, and the first airplane for sure. You know, it's the thing is that's interesting about those films, and this is a credit to Leslie Nielsen, but also to those filmmakers – uh, the Zuckers and Jim Abrams, those films are so rewatchable. It is unbelievable. They never get old. You sit there. It's like revisiting old friends by watching those films. Like, you're right, Downs. I flip past and I see the original airplane. There is no fucking way I'm not watching that movie. <laughs> yeah, and that and that's how, again, not to beat a dead horse, we've had this conversation before, but those friggin' movies and that television show, that is a way that those type of movies can be done. And they'll be quoted for friggin' ever. I don't hear anybody sending out friggin' quotes from the awesome, stupid-ass movies, whatever the hell those the are The disaster called. movie and all that blah, shit. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, uh, but I mean, just thank goodness, man, that Leslie Nielsen you know, all of a sudden fell in love with comedy, even though at a later age. And look at all the shit he turned out for crying out loud. And we're all friggin' better for it, thank goodness. Well, well think about it, too. Like, he... He arguably was the best at that, and I'm using air quotes here, that spoof comedy, the dead pan. Leslie Nielsen, and maybe second by Lloyd Bridges, was <laughs> the best guy at delivering that type of comedy because he was, it was unexpected coming from a white haired, Old man, like let's be honest. <laughs> well, and and I think the reason why was because he was a dramatic actor for so long. I mean, that scene in Airplane when the woman has got the eggs in her mouth, he does that so straight faced, and it is a total gag. You know what I mean? And then when the he cracks the last one and the bird flies out, he's like, "Oh my god!" You know what I mean? Like that is he is being he's not trying to be funny. You, know I, you wa I'll tell you right now, you watch that movie, anybody who's you know reminiscing here. I swear, I still remember exactly what it because when the bird comes out. He has both of his hands at his side and, like, spread wide open. And this held there as the bird flies away. Like, he just did a magic <laughs> trick. It's like it's so perfect. And I think part of that is because he was a dramatic actor and he knew enough that he didn't have to try to be funny. You know what I mean? He, and that, the, the, and the lines were funny or the actions were funny. And that was his most deadpan of all of his movies, I'd say, even uh, other than The Naked Gun and Police Squad was Airplane. That was where he was most, you know, deadpan. Well, that's when you're right, though, Christian, because with that, that's when they really invented – the genre of spoof with Airplane, and they played it so straight. There was a tendency uh, with Leslie Nielsen as the Naked Gun films and some of the other movies as he did uh, moved on. He hammed it up a little bit, I think. But, uh, the, I mean, I still – I can never knock Frank Drebin, but you're right. The Airplane, when you see that movie, that is the best-made spoof ever. Like, I mean, just in terms of blueprint of how to do it, no one – is really doing cheap laughs in that. Yeah, no. I mean, he, like even the visual, the boob jokes or the, the knock in the head, with, uh, everyone's head with the guitar are all done in a serious tone. It's a very, that's where, that's where a lot of spoofs go wrong nowadays, right? Because it's all joke jokey and to use our parlance, you know what I mean? It, it's not, 
a, mo- a horror movie that has that has funny stuff going on in the background, which is a lot of what Airplane is, right? Uh, I'll tell you, but that movie goes 100 miles an hour. If that one joke doesn't hit you, don't worry. Three seconds oh, yeah. later, there's another joke just waiting for you. <laughs> I just want to say good luck, and we're all counting on you. I mean, I think even Dijo, didn't you tweet that or st- like when your wife was in birth? Like that's how literally up to the minute we've been quoting the, the that movie, right? Like, well, Christian was texting that to me <laughs> throughout the whole time of my wife being in labor, and I couldn't, you know, it's just ironic that you know shortly after that Leslie Nielsen passed away, but it just it 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 literally epitomizes what Christian said before that. We've been quoting these Leslie Nielsen movies forever. Like, I mean, they are, you know, go into Google when you get a chance and type in Naked Gun or Airplane or Leslie Nielsen quotes. Your your circle of friends count on it. Say this shit at least a couple times every time you're you're five beers deep. I mean, there is they're instantly quotable. Well, maybe we should like uh, end this segment off by each of us saying our favorite quote. No. Okay. It's, <laughs> I've been waiting. I've been sitting waiting. Oh, did you want to say that? Okay, but let's pretend I didn't say that. Go ahead, Andrew. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> that's reading the one. There's a lot that you you kind of forget about until you read them again, but it's just like, it's like having sex. It's painstaking and arduous task that seems to go on and on forever. And just when you think things are going your way, nothing happens. <laughs> I've got one that I actually just pulled up. It's a bit more random. Wilma, I promise you, whatever scum did this, not one man on this force will rest one minute until he's behind bars. Now let's go grab a bite to eat. Uh, I, was, I just got to say one of my favorites. I mean, I'm not saying exactly right, but the gist is there. I said, um, sure, we can come to an understanding like sensible adults, Mr. Poopy Pants. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, my 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 favorite—I I won't be able to do it exactly—but is the scene with Priscilla Presley, you know, when they're at the diner and uh, it's you know they're talking to the piano player and it's like, oh, Mr. Jevin, Jane, always nice to see nice people. It's like, hey, play our song, will you, Sam? Ding dong, which is dead? No, not that one. The other song. <laughs> the other song. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note. Oh wait. Oh, wow. and one more thing. I faked every orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I mean, one of the most quoted of all times is like, nice beaver. Oh, thank you. I just had this stuff. I mean, that, those are quite, I think those are quotes that anyone who's 30 and plus knows those quotes, right? Like, uh, I, haven't, I haven't had this much sex since I was a Boy Scout leader. I mean, I mean at the time, I was dating a lot. <laughs> oh, that is probably one of the best. You know, I was thinking about this today where I was like, you know, during the Oscars, the Academy Awards, they always do that reel of all the, the actors and actresses that have passed away. And I thought to myself, what will they use for Leslie Nielsen? And, you know, now that he's, you know, that he's gone and you want to commemorate, you know, you want to memorialize him. I'm pretty sure when that happens, they're going to use this one. Surely you can't be serious. Yes, I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Like, that's probably the most famous. That's the one, yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, it is to the general going public and pop culture. That is the most famous Leslie Nielsen quote. It's my my favorite of all time. And we're going to have to cut ourselves off eventually. (laughs) Now, Jane, what can you tell me about the man you saw last night? He's Caucasian. Caucasian? Yeah, you know, a white guy. A mustache, about 6'3". Awfully big mustache. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, stop. (laughs) You know what's coming, but... Anyways, if we can move on, sad to see you go, Leslie, but we got to move on with our episode 93. Um, I'm sure all you fans out there are wondering, just where do the geeks get all of our awesome info? How do we keep on top of latest events? Why is Bloom so wicked awesome at being host? These are all questions we ask ourselves, (laughs) even me. I've never asked myself that. You, have, you do. You do. I know you do. Uh, <laughs> so I thought we could all dish. But before we talk about what we currently use uh, to sort of get all our info and everything like that, I thought we could take a little trip down memory lane because we haven't always had the Internet. And before the big boom started, which was like in 94 when everyone, I think it was around 94, 96, when everybody started getting the Internet and using it, we didn't have the luxury of Google. To like to get information 
Um, most of us, at least everyone on the podcast here, can remember before Entertainment Tonight. Does anyone remember what year Entertainment Tonight came out? That's 85? A- like, I mean, mid-80s? Anyone 1976. <laughs> 14 B.C. What? The year I was born. Um, no. and, Billy, and Billy Bush still looked like he was 14 and was the useless idiot that he is fucking now. He's on, on the other show. show. Whatever. All those fucking shows are the same. Sorry. Actually, it's, it's been on longer than than I I thought it was. It started in 1981. Wow. So. <laughs> Is that a wow, though? Is it? I guess, well, I guess so. That's like, what, many years ago? <laughs> was Mary Hart hosting it from the beginning? She was. I think so, yeah. She's oh, now yeah. a robot. That's right. Or she's been cloned. Her, her legs are automatons. <laughs> So one of my questions, and we were talking about this, like, well, it was actually one of our backup topics when Dijo may or may not have been able to make it because of his uh, wife giving birth, um, was, you know, everyone always has, you know, geek news every week and has all these resources and information. So where is it that we get it? But before we get into that, I want to know, when you were a kid, what did you do for information before these shows and before the Internet? Let's start with you, Mr. DiGiovanni. Um, you know, it is kind of funny when you're when you're thinking about that, how incredible of a tool the Internet is. For all of us on this podcast right now, I think it's safe to say our elementary school and high school, for that matter, there was no Internet. Is that not – I mean, that's correct for everybody here. I mean, I don't think it was – Some of us didn't even have computers. Well, yeah. I mean – I took keyboarding on a typewriter. Well, I mean, we were in college, and I remember a second or year into college, and, you know, our tech teacher telling, t- showing us, quote, the Internet, and, and it still wasn't even browser-based yet. It was still all forums, so like, we were be- be- way before the Internet. Yeah. It's so, not to sound old or anything. But, but it's true, though, and you, it's funny because now it seems like a commodity that you're so used to having, uh, but I'm like, I spent a good part of my life where I was still a fucking geek where – I didn't have it. And it's not like when I was five years old. I mean, 1718, we didn't have this. Well, you know, when I think back, one of the biggest things for me was, was the newspaper. I got to be honest. I remember the, uh, the movie section of the newspaper. I literally clipped out movie ads that were coming. Like I literally, I remember vividly. For Return of the Jedi, they did full page spreads. And of the Return of the Jedi, the first, they they would run ads uh, in advance of films a month in advance before it came out. It would be coming in theaters in July, and it would be like fucking March. And I remember the first. Sorry, I I was just going to say, well, things lasted in the theater so much longer. I don't want to go on segue with that, but I guess it was just. A lot slower back in our day. <laughs> but it's true. But it's true, though. I mean, the, well, they did last longer in the theater because there really wasn't the outlet of getting it on home video or other access to those, right? But what I was, the point I was going to say was I still remember the, pre, the preview sort of ad for Return of the Jedi. And I'll see if anyone remembers this. It was simply a pair of hands holding a lightsaber. Do you remember that one? And it was like the Return of the Jedi, and it was like I would assume it was Luke's hands because it was the design of his lightsaber. And I remember I clipped that out, and I would put all of the newspaper clippings on my wall in my bedroom. Oh, wow! Loser. <laughs> I didn't wow. eat much when I was eleven. Let me tell you, <laughs> I was. Dating. I mean, but that's pretty like freaking. What are we trying to say? Trailblazing for like because like I'm trying to think of how I heard of new movies and shit coming out. And to tell you, I didn't know at all. Basically, it was kind of like, you know, sock it to me. Like, the only time, the only times I, I got a, a, a hint of what, or, you know, uh, news of a, a movie that was coming to the theater that wasn't out yet was when I actually went to the theater and where you get your mm-hmm. popcorn and shit, they would have standees, you know, they're coming, uh, you know, whatever, in, in 2000 or 1987, uh, this movie, blah, blah, blah. Or, I mean, you, you talk about the movies, 
movie previews were something I look forward to back then because that was the only way I knew that new movies were and I would movie trailers the, the idea of online movie trailers didn't exist back then oh, yeah. and, there, and it wasn't like the commercials they have now you would sit down and you'd get three half decent I used to tell people I would never go into a movie if the trailers had already started because part of the experience to going to the movie back then was seeing what new movies were coming that was part of, that was how I learned about movies you know I still do that today Downs and and you forget how futile it is. Like I'll sit there and think, I got to get there so I can sit down before the uh, before the trailers. Which now is like seventeen commercials, uh, a trailer, and uh, some stinkers. But when in that stems from being a kid, and you had that was the only time you got to see them. It's tr- it's funny too when you think back to it now. That that trailer experience pre movie. There was nowhere else to see that trailer other than at the movie theater. Like it was yeah. truly viral in the sense where you had to go and tell your cousins and buddies and friends and all that. I saw the trailer for Tron. And you know what? It's like you had to describe it to them because it wasn't really like, yeah. oh, yeah, pull it up. Go online. Like there was no way. Like it was just yeah. you had to it, it was destination based. You had to yeah. go to the fucking movie theater to see it. But well, it wasn't really that long ago. Well, I guess it. I guess it may be in my perspective. It, it, the long ago, we we're like, if one of us went to see a movie, the 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 you know the question we always asked, even other than the actual watching of the movie, was, did you see any good trailers before the movie? Right. Yeah. Whereas nowadays, it's basically, well, it's if you haven't gone online, then it's your own stupid fault for not seeing these trailers. Well, it's no, true though, because when you think about it, when was the last time you really went to the movie theater and saw a trailer? That you hadn't already heard about or seen. Yeah, yeah the closest one. I, Green Lantern was the first one that I saw full trailer, and I saw that on you know opening weekend of Harry Potter. But I had already seen clips that we had talked about. I knew about it. it wasn't that big of a surprise. Actually, I will say this though: the new um, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, or the new C.S. Lewis one that's coming out, the Narnia uh, for Narnia, that I had not seen or even thought about. That could be my own thing, and the. Tra- trailer looks pretty awesome. Is that, oh, that when Aslan goes to college? <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. With, that, uh, that's the, the Dawn Treader. Ernest, Ernest Borgnine. That's the Voyage of the Dawn Treader. That does look pretty good, actually. It does. That, that's one of those things that I, I was talking about with uh, my girlfriend. Like, um, maybe we should read those books. They look pretty good. Oh, and look, did you hear that? Did you hear that? That was the disappointed sigh of all female Atomic Geeks fans <laughs> listening. Oh, he's, all zero that, of them. That hairy bastard's hey. got a girlfriend. <laughs> hey, let's, we, uh, let's stick to the topic at hand here. Oh. Hey, we've always got Becca Joe. Let's just give her a shout out. She's the only woman on our forums. We'll throw that out there. Yeah. Uh, we've got at least one geek babe. Um, but you know, here's another thing that the fucking internet is ruined. You know what I mean? Let's just stick it to the fucking, I mean, movie, the, you talk about movie theaters dying. It's not just because of downloads of movies. It's because the experience in the movie theater isn't what it used to be. At least not yeah, for people our age, right? Is it ruined or is it so cool that I can go see any hmm. trailer anytime I want? Well, I yeah. Well, that. Yeah, I'm not saying it, I don't prefer that, but I'm saying yeah. in terms of if I owned a movie theater, I'd probably be pretty fucking pissed off. Be, be, you know what I mean? That's one of the things that is affecting the movie theater experience. I love that I can get a fucking HD quality download movie trailer on my computer and see whatever I want. That is how life should be, in my opinion. Yeah. But I, but does my heart, does it, when I go to the movie theater, I'm at, actually, I'm pissed off because A, a lot of it's commercials now, which it never used to be. I remember used to be able to say, people would say, don't go to see the trailers. I'm like, no, no, they're not commercials. And they're like, it's just commercials. I'm like, no, it's not. It's, it's movie trailers. But that's, you can't say that anymore because now Ford or, you know, McDonald's has oh, one yeah. up there too in between of movie trailers. So now it's just, I know, I, and to that, to that point, I do not get to the movie theater now until the movie's starting. So Downs, as a kid, I, what did you listen to? Like I know, or read or, or whatever. Like I know me, I just went and talked to D. Giovanni. Get my info. He was look at his wall of newspaper out. clippings. He was making me a decoupage of all the uh, newspaper clippings that I could look at later. And get my info, uh, Downs. What did you What did you do? Well, um, you've touched on something we might want to talk about first. Because before I get into my specific thing, is that I think. Back then, word of mouth, and maybe word of mouth still is important, but it's all online, so it's through Twitter and through Facebook and stuff like that, but that's how I heard. It was always other kids saying, I saw a trailer, or oh my god, Darth Vader is Luke's dad. You know what I mean? That Some kid told me that. I remember the day, I think we what? talked about that. Sitting Did on punch sitting, him? 
no, I practically shit my pants. I had to go see it. It, 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 was, it was that was the biggest news. We were we were playing Dinky Cars in the Sandbox. I remember that day. And if it wasn't for that, you know what I mean? I, I, at that at a very young age, I didn't know that those things. I thought word of mouth was everything. That's so true because Downs word of mouth is very important amongst kids because you guys were saying about. Uh, the internet, how it's given us the ability to share information. But previously, we had to share it by just going for sleepovers and talking about it and shit. <laughs> I remember vividly as well, I was at, I was in grade seven and I was at our elementary school, decided to have a daytime dance. And I was standing against the wall with a you group of other guys. Gayest, gayest group. public school ever. <laughs> yeah, no. And I'm standing against the wall and my one very lucky buddy got to see Return of the Jedi before anybody. He went like opening night, and like six of us are standing against the wall, and we're all, and they're like, "Hey, did you hear Sean saw Return of the Jedi?" And he turns to us and goes, "Luke and Leia are brother and sister, and Han's blind." And we're all like, "Holy <laughs> smokes!" Like we're all like, we just <laughs> lost our shit, man. Like we were like, we have to see this fucking movie. I can't, you know. That's how to Downs's point. That's how you got hyped about shit. DJ, don't you want to talk to those girls? Fuck girls. Han's blind. <laughs> God, yes. At that age, that shit was way... That is, I mean, that, that's what the, I, I think that's what those movies show. You know what I mean? Is guys sitting around, your kids, like we're doing now, but, you know, your kids telling you telling you the shit. Michael, would you like to do the Neutron dance? Are you kidding me? Han is blind! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, but do you want to? Uh, yeah. So later on, um, my big thing was I hung out in a variety store, and we would flip through magazines um, way before chapters and those stuff. You could sit around and read magazines. We, if the owner was around, he'd shoo us away. But all the girls who worked behind would let us hang out there. And so, like Di Giovanni. I used to rip out uh, magazines, the ones I would buy, because I was reading all the heavy metal magazines like Hip Parader, Metal Edge, and how I learned, learned about tours and stuff. And, you know, what albums were coming out was through those magazines, and I ripped that shit out and posted it up on my wall. <laughs> and what hair products you should be using. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true, Downs. I remember they used to make those official movie magazines. Do you remember that? Like they would make like the Empire Strikes Back official magazine, and I would buy that and just literally absorb every page. Like I would rip, and then eventually that would be going on my wall. I like my walls were plastered. <laughs> shit. That's why your dad's trying to get home insurance, and the you know the adjuster comes to DJ's bedroom. Oh my god! Hazard. <laughs> Mine was like Ozzy Osbourne, Motley Crue, all, but you couldn't even see any of my wallpaper. I, it was all posters. But, like, so on the movies, you talk about Premiere Magazine was out back then. You know what I mean? I remember flipping through Premiere Magazine, and it would have the summer. Here's the blockbusters for the summer. You know what I mean? And a little picture and a, and a preview of what each one was going to be. I was doing that in high school, even before college, looking at that's how I knew what movies would come out in the summer. Well, I knew I know what the, the magazines that DJ's talking about, though, because I remember one specifically that, that came out for Superman, and basically the format was essentially uh, it was a very large, big page format, and it was just essentially filled with pictures, you know, and stills and stuff like that, and the odd kind of like behind the scenes shot as well. Yeah, yeah they they would have those like the. Uh... It'd be like the the art of Superman two or something. Those books or like they're almost like book magazines or something. They'd be like uh, magazines. They're called <laughs> bookazines, I believe. But, is but the they're bigger. Thing. They were larger. They're yeah, larger yeah. page than your standard magazine. Though. Yeah, they, they were prestige format magazines. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> another thing I have to admit, and I thought Christian would say this. Another big source for me when I was a youngin was comic books. Yeah. Comic books provided a lot of information to a to a fucking young little dude. Like I knew, they always I remember vivid uh, as well that they would have the before the new Saturday morning cartoons would start, they would have the ads that would give you the lineup for ABC or NBC or CBS or something. It would give you all the new shows within a double uh, page spread ad. 
You remember that, Christian? I totally forgot about that. Well, that, yeah, specifically, actually, and, and I mentioned this before, for Saturday morning cartoons, I remember that because they would have whatever channel or network would, spo- would sponsor ads, specifically magazines, and that gave me an idea of how to plan my Saturday morning because I always knew every September, new Saturday morning cartoons, and I had to pick, you know, which shows I would focus on and which ones I just kind of, like, tossed to the side. But even, like, action figures and... Uh, you know, God knows we wouldn't know what hostess, uh, fruit pies would be like if we didn't read <laughs> fucking comic books. But like, I, like, I found comics were a really good source for us to kind of stay up on TV, uh, cartoons and eat, uh, and even toys to a certain degree. Well, yeah, great advertisement spots for kids. Like, obviously they knew we were reading that crap and they're going to put it in and be like, I want the new G.I. Joe and I'm going to watch Power Rangers on Tuesday morning. Yeah, of course, we never watched that. One of the things that it's funny because I, I brought up entertainment tonight. and Obviously, that's a good resource back in 1981 when it started. But the, I'm sure everyone else noticed. I, I don't know if it bothered anyone as much as it bothers me, but I can remember entertainment tonight actually being a news source where it brought you information on upcoming movies and television shows and stuff. And then over the last well, 19 years, it's slowly just become trash television that talks about celebrity gossip. And one of the things that I always wonder about is, like, why is the world so interested in celebrity gossip that we have to have so many outlets for it? And all over the Internet, all over television, is there any good entertainment TV left? Well, I mean, the problem is, and I know this is going to get us into the Internet, is that the Internet has taken over in terms of the source of what the entertainment uh, tonight's used to provide. Like, let's be honest. Yeah, but do you think that's the reason it, it went to celebrity gossip? Or do you think do you think that was just like, hey, we get ratings when we talk about boobies and who Jessica Simpson's dating? Well, and that was also the, I think it's also a function of supply and demand, right? Like pe- the demand in this day and age is people want to know, how fucking big Kim Kardashian's ass is. I mean, like, that seems to be more interesting than, oh, who's the director of the next Mission Impossible movie? Yeah, I mean, not to go off too much of a tangent on this, but, like, there's essentially, in, in, nowadays we have generated the, the new type of celebrity. I mean, we think about these Kim Kardashians and that fucking other Jenner kid, for Christ's sakes. Really, what are they famous <laughs> or popular for doing other than basically being... The, the, the sibling of like the daughter or son of somebody or basically having sex and videotaping it. Yeah, I did that millions of times. Never got famous. <laughs> you got to put it on the Internet, man. No, uh, you know, the, the, the other thing I would. <laughs> the, the, uh, the other thing I would say is that part of this is also like kind of along what you just said about supply, supply and demand. A lot of the competitors there was when there was only entertainment tonight back in the day, it could be reporting about movies and shit, because there wasn't a lot of that that type of stuff on television. But as, like, and if you think back then, the only source for all that celebrity gossip was those rag magazines, which a lot of people wouldn't admit to reading. Those things melded with, like, a current affairs spin, and and whoever, you know, what was the Access Hollywood, whatever those, and when they started to pick up, an extra, once they picked up and went that way, uh, Entertainment Night had no, no, you know, they they, they had to. You know what I mean? They had to compete. If they were just doing straight reporting, I don't think they would... That's just where the medium went, kind of that whole genre. I remember yep. watching. I, I liked Entertainment Tonight when it first came out. I can't stand that show now. Go ahead. I never, I never watched that Entertainment Tonight. I don't, maybe it was just stupid on my part. I, I never did. clicked into that. You know, hey, there's entertainment news on this friggin' show. You know, because I mean, at, at seven o'clock when it was usually on, that was like prime time for reruns of like uh, old sitcoms that I like to watch. So I never friggin' watched that show. But Bloom, I hear you on that. I mean, I liked it when it when I was very young. And I one of the things I think, and I do agree with what uh, Downs just said. But another thing is, the internet hurt a show like that because it could not be the first source for movie trailers and television news. Right. So it had to rely on. Well, you know what? We can get footage though of the premiere of a show and, you know, talk about the outfit that this fucking bird is wearing, you know, versus scooping us about, uh, you know, who's going to appear in the season finale of a particular program. Right. You and get also those the, exclusives where the exactly. exclusive is, we caught her behind scenes 
eating a hot dog. Well, and, and, and the, other, the other thing is, sorry, Christian, the other thing is, is the timeliness of it. It takes a lot longer to put a fucking television together than it does to fucking write 140 characters on Twitter. You know what I mean? So they can't compete. I mean, that's why magazines also went out, too. You know, as when the magazine was your, I mean, if you, you track our path of usage, we used to all read magazines or comic books or whatever. But as, you know, that stuff, that took a month to fucking prepare. You know, and as TV came along, you know, it only took a couple of days to prepare. Now it's like a day, if, yeah. you know, and internet is like minutes. It happens. It's fucking there. That's that's, that's part, partly why this shit is all why, why we've changed as well. Well, I mean, Entertainment Tonight's not that stupid. I mean, I mean, you don't forget, like not so uh, far in the past, they actually had exclusives of a uh, uh, video of the Green Lantern trailer. Granted, it was a fucking pile of shit they put together, but they still had it before the internet did. That's yeah, true. I mean, that's, yeah, a, that's yeah. a good point. And one of the things, that's like Downs, you make a, a good point. Like it's sort of the evolution of geek resource or evolution of media for entertainment. Um, and I always blame, like, you know, the Internet and kids and all those things, being an old, grumpy old man. Are you shaking um, your fist right now? I actually did. You know what's funny? Oh, yeah. I, shook, I, I shook my fist. And you're hiking up your pants? Well, my pants are already hot. But they're really hot. My pants are hot, damn it. The point is, is looking at the start date of some of these things downs you mentioned those those rags that people bought at the grocery store like national Enquirer. that started in 1926 the uh variety magazine started in 1933 so i mean it's not a new thing that we want to hear with all the famous people you know that hello magazine there's a hello canada i know a few people who watch that you know who you are or read that that started in spain in 1944 so as much as I like to shake my fist and complain, some of these things are just barely older than I am. I know. I, I seem to remember those magazines being really interesting when I would go to my grandmother's and I had to take a freaking big dump for Grandma because they always be stacked there by the, the bathroom in the basket. I'm like, oh, let's look at this. All right. Thank you for Thank the dump imagery. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give us a dump sound maybe to help us? Can we... uh, oh, People Magazine's top ten. Uh, <laughs> uh, new low on the podcast. <laughs> Explicit tag earned. Sunk, sunk to a new <laughs> low. <laughs> um, no, but the other thing again about those magazines, to, to, to use that as a point, though, is that you weren't inundated with celebrity information. You went there and you saw some celebrity in her bikini. It was like, holy fuck. Now every celebrity can be, you know, uh, uh, there's pictures of them all. It's overload. You know what I mean? Like this night. It wasn't, yeah. it was exclusive, again, to Dijo's point and even to the point of the thing. That that what what they've always been good at is exclusive shit that we can't see. Yeah, that's true. But now with paparazzi and everything like that, it, it, to me it's frustrating. And I, I I mean, I know we're sort of a medium for entertainment news. You know, once a week with that news flash that everyone gets. That's like two weeks behind. But just with a lot of that stuff, I find I guess a little bit frustrating. But well, it, it's kind of sad though because there's no mystery anymore. You know what I mean? Like everything that's like, hey, today on the set. The crew for uh, whatever the you know the, the the Hobbit crew had you know hot dogs for lunch. You know, I mean, there's nothing that can escape. Like, there's no mystery at all anymore. Yeah, that's that, that's a good point. Like, there's none of that. And it, it, do you really need to know about? Like, sure, you might want to catch a nipple slip or something like that. But do you really need to know what uh, Scarlett Johansson's eating for lunch or where she likes to vacation? I mean, some people are, are fascinated by that, including myself. I was going to uh, say, ask Dietrich. Who fucking goes there? Wait a minute. I, you're talking about Scarlett Johansson. If it was Brody Jenner, I wouldn't give a shit. But, you know, I wanted to go back to what something Christian was just saying. It's so interesting because you're right. Like, before it was, we would get, whether it was from a comic book or to Downs' point, a magazine or a newspaper, we saw it on Entertainment Tonight, and we found out, they were going to make a Superman 2. We had this, we created this own hype and interest in our own minds and social circles. Now you can literally know every bit of the filmmaking and production process, seeing photos and, you know, unused footage and backlots and all, you know, script reviews and all this shit. In a way, I mean, I, I've fallen prey to it, and I'm sure most of you guys have done that as well, where you get sucked into going, oh, shit, first picks from this. Oh, shit, uh, uh, the, they put the script up. Like, And so I do, it's another form of excitement, but I kind of miss the days where Christian said, like, the mystery of it. You just 
heard a yeah. new movie was going to come out and you just were going to find out what it was about when you saw it. I mean, Jesus, nowadays, you can watch, they'll, they'll release the first, like, ten minutes of the film before it even comes out. Hey, watch this, maybe you'll want to come see it. Or someone will leak it. I think that's one of the things, too. There's so much money out there for people to, you know, get exclusives and things like that. Then you end up with albums or, or, or parts of movies or things like that, pictures leaking onto the Internet, where... You kind of, as much as some people want to see it, I don't like that. Like, I get a little disappointed when there's something that's released before it's finished, like our Wolverine conversation we had eons ago. Well, uh, you know, it's interesting because, you know, I think that I, I totally regret seeing the watching a whole movie in a pre-release format. I don't, I don't think I will ever do again. Um, but I totally fall victim to, you know, stills of the new Batman. I, I, I go and look at that. I, I just can't help oh. it. You know what How mean? can like, you well, not click on it? Like, yeah. I'm here with you, Downs. I don't want to, but like any news about The Hobbit, I, I can't, it's like crack. I can't not click on that. <laughs> I love yeah, clicking it, crack. That is like the hardest thing for me to do. It, it, if it's a property that I'm not exactly, I don't give a shit about, then I'll click away. Yeah, let's see that. But like when this latest stuff for like Captain America or now that the Dark Knight's going to start ramping up, it's like, uh, it's my my kind of like my spoiler barometer goes into overload. Like, do I want to see this? It just hurts so bad. Well, here's the thing I want to know. <laughs> the, do you remember how there's a constant complaint now about when you hear about movie trailers where they go, they showed way too much in the trailer. They showed all the good parts, all the funny parts were in the trailer. I don't know if you got that complaint 15, 20 years ago because we didn't overanalyze and pour over trailers quite as much. We saw them once if we yeah. were lucky. We couldn't, we, couldn't, we couldn't watch it frame by frame over and over again. Uh, yeah, I remember when that X-Men, the first X-Men movie came out and the trailer was out from uh, on uh, Apple Apple trailers. I watched that and I swear to God, I went like three seconds at a time watching every little bit that I could to try to analyze what was actually coming out in that friggin' movie. Dude, I used to, when I was in high school, I would... VCR record TV <laughs> commercials for movies and rewind them and watch them over and over again. That's true. We also did that a lot with those Italian movies at night. Yeah, but that's for a whole other subject. That's <laughs> entirely different. Now, that's and Andrew's Dirty Corner, remember? Oh, yes. Yes, I'm going to start my own podcast. It'll just okay, be me. Uh, It'll be really dark in the room and creepy sounding. Yeah. yeah. I just Long pauses and then you... Oh, that's that's good. Yeah, I like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just quiet. I can hear while. my pen scribbling. My pen scribbling. Not saying anything out loud except for laughing to myself. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, God. Quiet for another um, ten minutes. <laughs> the, uh, it's going to be the number one podcast for sure. The now, does anyone still read magazines? Dito, do you still get like subscribe to Entertainment Weekly? I I was. The, I was going to say that I still like the magazine Entertainment Weekly. I think it, there, there's still something about the how much they can expand on articles that you just don't really get online or maybe even on, on television. I think it's I that is probably it for me. I know Downs quoted uh, Premiere. I Premiere is kind of a dead one for me. I like Empire. If anyone knows that uh, movie magazine as well, I believe it's British. Uh, but those are probably the only two magazines at this point that I would still rely on for for a geek resource. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I mean, it's not like a dead medium yet. But like Downs was saying, the evolution seems to be kind of pushing these out, and especially with iPads and things like that. Obviously, we know kind of what's happening. I didn't mean to cut you off there, Christian. Do you do you have magazines that you read? I, that used to be actually, you know, uh, before internet became a lot more prevalent. That was my Big, big. I used to buy a lot of magazines. I used to buy, and like for various, you know, geek disciplines, so to speak. I mean, I used to buy the movie magazines, your entertainment weeklies, and your premieres, and all that kind of stuff. And then all the gaming magazines, you know, like your Game Pros, Electronic Gaming Monthly, yeah. PC Gamer. It's, it's true. Living with Christian was the best because I only have to buy a couple <laughs> magazines because he bought everything else, and it was they were always laying around. <laughs> so he could I would go to our giant, thing. you know, the giant bookstores we have up here in the Great White North, which are called Chap. And I would just go in there and go, magazines, kapoom, 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 there you go. But nowadays, I mean, actually, I did buy a magazine recently. I bought an issue of Rolling Stone, which nowadays, if you've been paying attention, is a much smaller format. 
uh, because it had an interview uh, with Conan O'Brien and also an interview with Gary Trudeau, the cartoonist for Doonesbury. So those are two little things I'm really, really interested in reading about, so that's why I bought it. It has to be something pretty special for me to buy a magazine these days. You know, and it's funny too, Christian, because I remember talking about other uh, categories of our interests. Wizard Magazine for comic books. Yes. Was the shit when we were back in college. Like this is the, let's say mid early nineties to age ourselves yet again. That was, that thing was like 250 pages. Let's, I, I think it was huge and it was the source for comic industry news. Mm-hmm. Wizard is completely irrelevant now. Here, 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 I'll tell you. Here, I'll even go even further back as far as my, and I'm using air quotes here, comic book news. I remember as a kid when I was like full bore, friggin' buying every single comic was out there. Another uh, part of my comic book buying schedule was buying the latest issue of Marvel Age. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> oh my God, I remember that. Which essentially was interviews with, you know, the Marvel bullpen and so on. And then it would basically give you previews of comic books from the Marvel Universe coming up. And I bought every single issue. I bought that too because I remember it would highlight like Spider-Man's in a black costume and they would preview it there or something. And so I used to buy that too because you're right. Like how else would you know about upcoming comics as opposed to when you just walked and saw a spinner rack. Mm-hmm, exactly. Downs, do you, you, you collect any magazines still or no? The only time I uh, get magazines now is if I travel. Um, you know, I, I, I can't travel without magazines. I, I, I love them, but I don't, I don't, you know, maybe now, to your point earlier, maybe now if uh, the iPad, you know, could get me back into magazines. But I, even then, I, you know, I just, I, I'm too, I don't have time to sit around and read in a magazine. And if it is, it's on the iPad now. That's for sure anything I'm reading. Yeah, now, I well, I, I would assume, I was going to assume this, but I, I won't. Does anybody watch television entertainment shows? I don't at all. No. I do. I, 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 the, the only one I would say is a good source for me currently is uh, I love Attack of the Show. Oh, that's a good point. I, I have watched that. that I lied because uh, I have watched the show. I don't do it religiously. That is a great show, but it doesn't. To me, it's it's a nice break away from the Access Hollywood and garbage crap crap. Oh, I don't know about that. These are guys, you know, you're getting people like Chris Hardwick and all those guys reviewing Apple TV and, like, really hardcore tech shit. You're getting yeah. movie news. You're That's getting. I, mean. uh, I said it's a nice break from. Oh. But, it, but that, I mean, I, I used to uh, subscribe to that channel. But, you know, to be totally honest, that was the, oh, the only good thing on that friggin' channel in the Great White North was uh, Attack of the Show and X-Play. Other than that, there was nothing worth paying for on that friggin' channel. Well, I make so much money, it doesn't really matter what yeah. channels I subscribe to. <laughs> when you live but, uh, the life of fucking Pichu <laughs> drinking import beers and full cable tears. Yeah. Donald Trump was over earlier to borrow some cash. <laughs> yeah, sitting there on his couch with his solid gold hat. <laughs> no, but so that show to me is... The, about the only one that I could say feeds into my geek information. Like it, it points me to certain technology. I'm not a very tech guy. I'm not a real really? like video game guy. Surprise as much as you guys. There, that's probably the thing that keeps me abreast of those things. He said breast. Um, the, you know, the only television show that I'll say that once in a while I might tune into, but really fucking hate and, but it's like a car wreck. You have to watch it is TMZ. Yeah, I watch that too. Only because it's like right around dinner time. It's like, what else is on? Freaking some bullshit real estate show on freaking HGTV or something, or you know, a bunch of these freaking assholes. Half of them I don't know who they are. Saying, oh yeah, I'll take my picture. You know what I mean? It's it's you know, it's just it's terrible, but it, it is kind of funny. I'll, well, I'll give it that. And I'll say, you know, I don't have cable, but when we do have cable, that will go on. Only because I think that they are making fun of the people as much, and and uh, the whole fact of what they're doing as much as you are you know what i mean so i, right. I don't have, i don't have such a problem with it it just shows how i hate watching the show sometimes cause it shows how freaking out of touch i am because i have these guys like who i asked my wife who is that person yeah, yeah. talking to yeah. and she'll like i don't know <laughs> who is this michael jackson fellow that's right <laughs> yeah so now let's get into the obvious source of everyone it's kind of a, a, a moot point when you talk about geek resources obviously the internet, uh, I think we've all heard of it, uh, is our main source uh, 
for information. What do you what do you, what do you go and look at, Downs? Uh, well, actually, carrier pigeons bring me little tidbits of information. <laughs> what is this internet you speak of? They drop uh, on my head. <laughs> that's right. Uh, no, first I have to give a shout out to CT because he's on the forum, and I said if you say anything, I'll say what you say. So he says Christian is weird is what he wanted me to say on the podcast. Um, you know, uh, you know, I've mentioned before. You know, I use uh, a lot of news readers, uh, so in, I don't, I don't really go to websites anymore. Um, I'm using RSS to get a lot of news, but uh, those are places like Engadget uh, is a place I go to. Um, uh, you know, I've I mentioned Geekology. I go to there. Um, you know, really, when, when I think of the websites, I hit my all the pages I go to. There's not a lot of news that I go to. I go to the Atomic Geeks forum. You know, I don't go. I could pimp that out one more time. <laughs> I was going to say, hey, we should probably talk about that oh, at some point in the I, podcast, I was thinking. I heard there's a forum now on the um, wherever that is, but I heard it's the best website ever invented. Kijiji, I mean, like Twitter, like it, it, Twitter tells you everything. And the only thing that I find out more about, you know, I've mentioned I use this Pulse Newsreader, and I'm going to, to I get RSS feeds from a, a bunch of websites. Like I don't go to any specific website anymore to get news. I shouldn't have gone with the most tech savvy guy on the on the, on the episode. Sorry. You lost me at our the uh, but Twitter obviously is a huge source for people. You're not getting a lot of the information, but I guarantee you guys heard about Leslie Nielsen passing away on Twitter, and you're getting you know your 140 characters of of information thrown at you at very high rates. Um, no, but it's not just, no, it's not just that though. I mean, cause like even stuff like news items and then articles, like a lot of times, you know, if you follow people who are into our interests, like Slash Film and those guys, they're publishing articles. So it's not just that I get the hundred, just to correct, it's not yeah. just 140 characters of a news bite you get. You know, I'm still reading interviews with Star. I just wanted to point that out. I, I'm still, you know, I, reading interviews or people's opinions on shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? No, I told, I agree. I just mean, it's almost like getting a text where it says, "Hey, read I, this, stupid." I I don't know. I don't think Downs cares anymore. I don't think he's even give a shit. Doesn't even look into any of this shit. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> hey, Christian, why don't you then keep piping up and tell? Uh, well, here, here's an uh, inside uh, look at my convoluted mind. I have a, I have a list of favorites in my friggin' uh, browser that, uh, for whatever stupid reason, I must kind of go through in order throughout the day. Uh, and as far as as far as movie stuff, let's just start with that. Uh, basically, my 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 go-to three for that is essentially ain't it cool news? Obviously, uh, Chud, you know, uh, cin- cinematic happenings uh, under development, and uh, the, the, a really good one in which I've got a lot of our geek news from, which I should give more props to more often. When we do that is uh, geektyrant.com. That's a pretty stellar site that I've uh, found a lot of uh, good uh, good information on the latest shit going on. Geek Tyrant actually gets a ton of exclusives, and we. I believe we both found out about that on Twitter. Like, the, the, and to your point, that you get their RSS feed in a certain respect off of Twitter. Geek Tyrant's a great site for yeah. movie news, and, and it's not just like the movie stuff. They also have little obscure kind of stuff. Hey, you know, there, there, there are a bunch of dudes like us. I'm assuming here's a funny T-shirt. Here's something with Lego shit like that, and that kind mm-hmm. of crap I can appreciate even more. Yeah, yeah, I get that. No. DJ, is that it, Christian? I didn't know if you had like. As far as movies goes, uh, I mean, uh, as far as gaming goes, uh, essentially I kind of stick to uh, joystick, J O Y S T I Q, and I just essentially I stick right to the PS3 news. I don't read about the Wii news. I don't even read about the PC gaming news because you know what? It just doesn't fucking apply to me anymore. Um, And as far as technological, uh, technological, uh, uh, you know. Crap like that. I've said it before. It's been one of my atomic picks. Uh, Tested.com. They're a part of the Whiskey Media family of websites, you know, Giant Bomb, Comic Vine. I can't say enough of good things about that website. I mean, essentially, they've basically reviewed some uh, uh, basically streaming boxes today that was just totally totally interesting to me. And they do it in a way that I can, a jerk like me, can even understand. DJ, what do you have to add to that? Because I know out of all of us here, you're the one of the largest consumers of websites. You actually you should break it. Websites. You should break it down in subjects for DJ for crying out. You're, well, you, you know, should... I'm not that different than from uh, Downs is probably uh, equally uh, or bigger okay. web guy than me. I mean, for my interest, I'm a big scooper, and I'm using air quotes there. Like I like getting the news headlines, but Downs is and Christian for that matter are also big, uh, you know, web heads. Uh, you know, I'm going to echo Christian on the majority of his film sites. I, I mean, Ain't It Cool is far and away my favorite. 
I love slash film. I think uh, Twitter's endeared them to me even more. One of my favorite websites now, and I think this is for TV, film, uh, and a little bit of comics is io9.com. If anyone has ever gone to that, that's a part of the Gawker sites, like their Gizmodo and that. io9.com is just fucking fantastic uh, for news. And there's a new website as well called bleedingcool.com. Awesome site. Yeah. Really, really good site. That's uh, movie, TVs, and comics uh, as well. Uh, that uh, I love that site. I'm, that's a daily visit for me. Uh, as far as comic books, uh, like I mentioned, beyond the ones I mentioned, I think I've used these before, but I, uh, comicbookresources.com and newsarama.com are really good sites. Uh, I go to IGN.com still. I know. I mean, that's probably where I get my gaming info uh, mm-hmm. for the most part. Uh, and some, and I also like that for uh, movie scoops. Downs has already mentioned Twitter. Twitter was a, was a game changer. And I would be remiss to not mention that I also go to bartowel.ca for all of my latest beer news. So I've got to go there as well. <laughs> got to keep up oh, on the beer. I, and there's another site I forgot to mention. I've mentioned before on my Atomic Picks because I've actually bought a book through their website is the uh, the AV Club, the Onion AV Club. Boy, oh boy, that freaking, as far as even latest news and a real nice sarcastic perspective on the latest entertainment news and great interviews and great just general articles about, you know, the top ten commentaries on DVDs and things like that, that fucking site is just dynamite. I, You know, I don't have a lot to add to those because, I mean, I don't have Internet access at work like some people, but... The uh, Apple trailers is the place I go to, to watch trailers, <laughs> and uh, I'm like everything I say is going to be super old, and everyone's going to be laughing. I, I like go to Alta Vista. Vista. <laughs> so much. Try the Yahoo movies; they have the. It movie is also trailers. very good. If I hit the escape button, what? Yeah. If you type into the Google, you type the movies, it finds stuff. You know what else? It's, it's not Do you a, use MapQuest when you need to find some place to go to, too? Or? He also uses Lycos. <laughs> <laughs> Should check out Andrew's MySpace page. <laughs> Talk about social networking. Hey. I thought he was on Friendster. <laughs> no, you can dig this. <laughs> That's quite funny. <laughs> Uh, one of the things, and I have to throw it out there because it's not really a geek resource, so I'm kind of cheating, but I love ThinkGeek um, for all your purchase needs of geek stuff. Um, but that's, that's a resource, though. It, it is, but it, I mean, it, it's not really like, hey, this is the latest and greatest of movie yeah. news, but it is, it's awesome yeah, for buying you, stuff. You've never bought anything from there, though. You look at stuff so, and go, wouldn't that be fun to buy? But you've never bought anything from I there. have so. I In fact, I'm wearing my meh. Shirt right now. Go look it up. Are you up. serious? Yeah, I'm totally serious. Oh, I swear. So you're basically betraying your mistress at Snorg Tees for crying out loud? Oh, I do love her, but <laughs> wow, I that was. I can't believe you pulled that one out of the fucking archive. I <laughs> uh, see. I am listening. <laughs> you're a moron. Um, uh-huh. All right. Well, I think that's probably going to do it for our geek resources. Um, just showing what we've done throughout our lives and uh, making people fall asleep while listening. Um, now, let, let's uh, before we wrap up, let's move on to our Atomic Picks. Atomic Picks. Christian, let's start with you. Uh, I'm going to lame it up with a big old Atomic Pan uh, this week. Um, as far you know, due to the old uh, Yankee Doodle tur- uh, Turkey Massacre this past week, uh, needless to say, there was not a lot of new television to be seen on my old handy dandy PVR. So I said to the wife, I said, "Wife, let's watch a movie. What do you want to see?" And uh, you know, much to my chagrin for letting her choose, she decided that a good idea would be to see the movie Grown Ups. Uh, her rationale was that all these funny guys in this movie, how could it be bad? Uh, I told her, apparently it is very bad. Uh, she still said, let's watch it. And le- needless to say, I win. Um, what a <laughs> hunk of shit this movie was. Jesus Christ. I mean, if it could get any more stupider, I don't even know how. But let me. needless to say, if you're even considering watching this, 
fucking movie. The big no from Christian at theatomicgeeks.com. Michael DiGiovanni. Uh, a few atomic picks for me this week. First of all, a uh, little uh, in memory of our friend Leslie Nielsen, I had to throw out a recommendation for a film of his. And this one's a little bit more obscure. Uh, this is one of his lesser-known spoof films that I quite liked, and it's called Wrongfully Accused. <laughs> this is one that was written and directed by Zucker and Jim Abrams' protege, Pat Prof. It's not on the level of, you know, what we mentioned earlier, the naked guns and airplanes, but it's still pretty damn good. If you've not seen Wrongfully Accused, see it for the Leslie Nielsen goodness. It's on Blu-ray and DVD. Uh, as well, I want to thank our friends at Disney Press for sending me a couple of books for the new movie Tron. First of all was a graphic novel, Tron Betrayal. And this is actually a prequel uh, graphic novel that links the, the original movie to the new film. This is kind of similar to uh, back in the day when IDW did the uh, Star Trek prequel book that kind of linked the next generation to the new Star Wars uh, Star Trek reboot. This uh, Tron, Betray- uh, Tron Betrayal comic is pretty interesting and really, beyond anything, wanted me to go back and watch the original Tron again and has got me even more excited for the new Tron. So I guess that's the, you know, it, it is mission accomplished with this thing. The other book is The Art of Tron Legacy, and that's one of those fancy books that I kind of mentioned before, which is really high-gloss quality that shows sort of behind-the-scenes uh, stills and sort of the, uh, almost the blueprints and artworks as they were creating some of the special effects. Both of these are available via Disney, uh, Disney Press and are available at better bookstores. And finally, I just have to do a quick atomic pick for the comic book, Savage Dragon. That is correct. I've been buying this comic for a long, a long time. And I just uh, bought recently purchased issue 166. And the reason I bring this comic up is for any longtime fan, creator Eric Larson has finally fulfilled on a subplot that was started 14 years ago. That is correct. He finally completed a plot line 14 years old. So as me, who's been reading this since before the Internet, I just got to say, good on you, Eric, and I'm going to keep reading. So if if you like Image Comics, check out Savage Dragon. Uh, Mr. Downs. I wonder, is that finally the return of the Savage Baby? Um, I read some of those fucking comics. Um, okay, so uh, a couple picks for me tonight. Uh, TV picks. Uh, they come from, uh, you know, my continuing love to look for television. First up is a uh, suggestion from the new forums, and this is from somebody, I can't remember who it is, uh, who suggested <laughs> uh, uh, I, uh, I check out this TV, uh, British television show called Peep Show. Um the beauty of this show is that it is on YouTube, all fine, legal, and above board, in seven-minute segments. So you can watch, you can catch three uh, files per uh, per each episode. This show is so hilarious. Um, think of the office for in terms of uh, British office for in terms of how uncomfortable sometimes some of these scenes are, yet extremely funny. Uh, it's it's about two roommates who live together, one uh, very uh, business like and who has this crush on this woman at work, but just can't even ask her out. He's a complete kind of you know idiot. And then the other guy is uh, you know his roommate is a musician, unemployed, uh, you know has mushroom parties and has a buddy. By the name of Superhands, and that is the coolest fucking name of a character ever. Um, so I definitely recommend checking out Peep Show. Oh, and the other thing is, though, the so the hard thing is you have to get past it. It's all done from character's perspective, the entire TV show. So when one character is talking, you're seeing that from the un, the other character's viewpoint, looking at them, and that's sometimes makes for very. Uh, unattractive and interesting perspectives perspectives of these two guys' lives. If you can get past that, it's a very funny TV show. You should totally check it out. Uh, the next one is from a follower on Twitter. Uh, Danielle from Interactive Ontario suggested I pick up a little TV show called The Guild. Um, in case you haven't heard about this TV show, it's about uh, a 
guild of online gamers, six of them who chat and play uh, video games against each other, created by the lovely and uh, en- enigmatic Felicia Day. Um, what you may not know about this show is that it's only five minutes per episode. So I downloaded the entire season and watched it in an hour. Um, very funny stuff. If you've ever played video games online and chatted and done all that stuff, you will immediately uh, recognize these characters and find the show pretty damn funny. Check them out. All right. For me this week, um, other than giving a shout-out to uh, watch some Leslie Nielsen, even if you don't think you're a fan, um, my atomic pick this week is a website that I have been getting a lot of use out of or was recommended to me and forced on me but now really enjoy. It's called Groove Shark. And for those of you who haven't used it, it's basically a website where you can go in and type in and search for any music you want where you can listen to it live streaming, create playlists, things like that. Uh, it's kind of like having a cloud um, database for your music, although you don't technically own it. You can listen to it anytime you want. That's uh, Groove Shark. Check it out. Listen to music. Yay, fun. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for the Atomic Geeks episode 93. Um, as always, you can reach us on Twitter. Uh, we have our Facebook group, uh, as if people aren't tired of hearing about it. And uh, we have theatomicgeeks.com. And there's something different about theatomicgeeks.com. I'm not sure what it is. It might be forums. Check it out or Downs is going to shit on you. I believe Mr. Downs is hosting next week. What do you have for us? We're going to an old familiar well. The trailer truck ep- trailer talk episode is next week. I love the trailer truck. I can't wait till it trailer capacity. <laughs> <laughs> this is Andrew Bloom signing out for the Atomic Geeks. Good night. You've just listened to another episode of the Atomic Geeks. Visit us at theatomicgeeks.com. Production by Andrew Bloom. Title track by Don't Look Down. Nice beaver. Thank you. I just had it stuffed. Let me help you with that. I love you too, Nordberg. Who were they? Ship. Boat. That's right, Nordberg. A boat. Uh, When you're better, we'll go sailing together on a boat. We'll take a cruise just like last year. Drugs. Hey, nurse. Quick, give this man some drugs. Quick, can't you see he's in pain? Give him a shot, quickly. No. Heroin. Heroin, Frank. Nordberg, that's a pretty tall order. You're going to have to give me a couple of days on that one. (laughs) All right, listen. We're looking for a Hector Savage. Now, where is he? Why should I tell you, Kappa? Because I'm the last line of defense between sleaze like this and the decent people in this town. Oh, hi, Frank. Say, we got that model D83 Swedish Sure Grip suck machine in that you ordered. It's a gift.